are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Like, I know I say this about every episode, guys, but like, I really mean it when I say this is going to be my favorite episode because today I've got Lauren. She is like one of my business besties, my soul sister, my hype girl, my like feminine energy queen, my everything when it comes to just loving on myself hard. And Lauren and I met quite, it feels like forever ago, actually, but it hasn't been that long. A couple of months ago on Clubhouse through a mutual friend of ours. And I absolutely fell in love with her guys. Like she is the queen of feminine energy and just stepping into who you were born to be and really harnessing that and loving yourself unconditionally. So with that being said, Lauren, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. As always, like, thank you so much for having me and your introductions of me. I'm like, I don't need to say anything. You are always so, so sweet. And I am so excited to be here. Like you said, it feels like we have literally been chatting for like years. It feels like I've known you forever, even though we're on other sides of the world. So it is absolutely beautiful to connect. I know, girl. I am so excited. And like the second I heard your voice for the first time, I was like, okay, we need to collaborate in all the ways because I felt like you were my soul sisters. So I'm super excited. I'm going to give you the floor. Tell us about yourself and how you got started in your industry as like a self-love coach and feminine energy specialist. Yes. I love that so much. So thank you. Um, So where did I begin? Well, how long do you have? No, just kidding. Um, So for me, the journey, I'm going to explain what I do and then I'll explain how it all began. So obviously, as you mentioned, I'm a self-love and relationship coach and a real specialist in feminine energy, balancing the masculine and the feminine. So in like the title sense, um, what I actually do is help ambitious women to shatter their masculine confines. So all the doing, all the hustling, all the overworking, the perfectionism, and actually reclaim their feminine power. So the power within them that we all literally have, but we have to wake up within ourselves. And the idea behind that is when we step into that power, then we can have it all. We can have the love, we can have the luxury, we can have the success. It's not one or the other. So that is specifically what I do. But how I got into this work, um, if people don't know me that are listening, I actually started as a primary school teacher. So growing up, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. Like I was a dance teacher. It was something that I always thought I would do. And yeah, so that's where I started. And then for me, my life, what I thought would be like the perfect image of a life. Am I going deep real quick? I trust that's cool. (laughs) Um, Really took a bit, bit of a different turn. And I think a lot of people can relate that what you perceive growing up that you should be, quote unquote, Um, isn't always where you end up and so I had this ideal of where I would be and I ended up you know getting the the dream teaching job and teaching the most beautiful children five-year-olds so it was such a laugh like it's so good in those atmospheres because you can do anything and say anything and they'll laugh and just like have your back (laughs) so it's one big like hype show but in that, um, I actually, in my personal life, like you would have looked at me and been like, she's got her dream job. She's doing the damn thing. I thought I'd be doing it forever. I had recently got married in Fiji to my high school sweetheart. 
And um, on the outside, it really looked like I was killing it at life. But on the inside, I was absolutely crumbling. And I know I've shared this um, in the masterclass that I did for you guys, um, but that's really where my life took a turn towards this direction. And so for me, what crumbling was, it was all internal, um, but it was me going to work, doing the thing, not feeling lit up by life, overworked, burnt out, super stressed, and really disconnected to myself. I didn't know the concept of feminine and masculine energy. If you asked me those words back then, I would be like, what are you even talking about? So I lived my life on autopilot. And so for me, I would just go to work, do the thing, impress the people, come home, super stressed, working till midnight, laminating, cutting out all the things for the kids um, for the next day. And I was super disconnected in my relationship to my husband. Um, and I was getting sicker and sicker. It was taking a toll on my body. And so within that, seeing the relationship falling apart and me so disconnected to my body, so disconnected to my purpose in this world, feeling like in the relationship, I was literally just existing in the same house. Like we were just almost like housemates, even though we'd just gotten married. Um, no boundaries with family, like everything. It felt like the world was like on my shoulders and slowly it was breaking down my relationship. And that was the turning point for me to go, I need help. Like I need help. And so I reached out to a coach and I learned about coaching. And from that journey, it was like, oh, I need to fix my relationship. But from being in the space, it was like, oh my God, it's not my relationship. I need to fix. It's me, girl. <laughs> it's me. And so it was a process of actually breaking down everything, all the conditioning, all the stories, all the beliefs, all the patterns. And from there, I was like, well, where I was, was obviously burnt out, super in the masculine, super stressed, doing all the time, really disconnected to then really connected to my emotions, to the feminine energy, to love and to trust. And as my relationship shifted, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to actually start helping people with this. I had people that I was working with in teaching, like coming to my room at lunchtime, you know, other teachers being like, I'm struggling. Like my partner and I are fighting. We're not going so well. Like I can't deal with this. And from, from my perspective, I was like, oh my God, like so many women struggle with this. So many women are putting their worth in what they do. And we're just not enjoying life and the pleasures of life and relationship. And I was like, mm -mm, like, I need to do something about this in the world. And so that's when I really took on coaching and left teaching and went full-time in my business. And that's where I've arrived here. And it's obviously evolved over time with the beautiful women that I've worked with. It kind of shapes it. But it definitely always had the undertone of like, how can we actually thrive in relationship and work without feeling like the world is caving in and we're overworked and burnt out? So, yeah, that is my long-winded version of me. <laughs> it's so crazy because every time I hear your story, I feel like I'm meeting you all over again and I'm inspired by you all over again and I learned something new about you. And I honestly, like, I say this to you all the time, girl, I'm like, Sometimes we are dealt cards to show other people that it's possible to overcome them. And I truly believe that to my core. And I know like even just with our little community, how much you've inspired and changed women's lives. So with that being said, I've got a question for you. And it's what is the difference between masculine and feminine energy for somebody who is brand new to this? Yes, I love that so much. And like I've said, um, it is a really big deal to actually understand this because a lot of people feel that masculine energy is female and, uh, sorry, masculine en energy is um, male and 
feminine energy is female. And so I really want to break this down and start off by saying like we have both energies within us. They coexist within us and it's about finding the balance between the two. So these energies, the masculine, I love to think of it as like the doing, the giving, the outpour. So if you think about in your world, all the things that you do and all the things that you're giving to other people in your day. So whether that be through work, whether that be through actions that you take like on your to-do list, they're the things that you need to actively go and do, right? The feminine is the receiving. It's that space of like welcoming in, calling in. It's the energy of love and connection and openness. And I think of the feminine as really fluid and the masculine is more structured, rigid. And so the way I like to explain it is if you think of a bathtub, right? And there's water in the bathtub. If you don't have that beautiful masculine structure, which is all all of our structures in life, it's our purpose, it's our goals, it's our vision, our mission, right? If we don't have that there and we've just got all this water flowing in the middle, what's going to happen to the water if there's no bathtub? Well, it's going to, like the water's going to go everywhere, right? There's going to be no container to hold it. And so that's the same in life. Like we need the structure. We need to know that we've got the security, the safety of the masculine. And then within that, the feminine can flow. The feminine is like the emotions, the connection, the messiness. It's that real rawness within us as women that we often don't tap into, right? We want to be goal setters and get the stuff done and hustle, hustle, which is amazing. Like the masculine is great for getting stuff done. If you were only in the feminine, you'd never get anything done, right? But the the feminine, it's like where that comes in is where we bring our intuition, where we deeply know something, where we trust in ourselves, where we show up authentically because we're so connected to ourselves, our body, our desires, our turns on, turn-ons, our pleasure in life. So that's the difference between the two. Let me know how that lands. No, that's, it's so funny. And I think it's so ironic how you said like women in general, we're not really ever in the feminine, like by nature. And that's so ironic because you would think like feminine and it's us being women again, like we would just ironically just naturally be in that kind of space. So Mm -hmm. why do you think that is like, why do you think like we're so, I, I guess like by nature, we're not really in the feminine off the bat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question because, you know, this was a question I asked myself so much when I learned about it. I was like, why once I was sort of on the other side and I quote unquote that because like we're always growing. Right. But for me, I was like, why was I always not doing these things and feeling into things these, this way? Like, isn't this a normal way of being like, doesn't every woman want to feel like this? But if we actually look at how we're raised, Like, think about your own upbringing. I know for me, my worth was tied to how much I could do for other people, how much I could show up for other people, um, how successful I could be. You hear so many stories of like children that go through school and there's so much pressure. Um, And then you think you take that into society and it's like, how much is the hustle culture praised? Like, if we think all different workplaces, the harder you work, the higher you rise is like, the the celebration it's like how many people particularly women are celebrated in the workplace for their deep inner knowing and for their connection and for the way they hold space like that's not even a thing and so I think for a lot of women there's not been a permission piece to actually connect inwards with themselves and to value that as much as they value success for example I might be like stretching here and tell me if you think like I'm the only one that's ever thought this girl but like Almost for me, I think sometimes I'm scared to be super loving because I'm scared of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not the only one, babe. I feel like um, 
firstly, I want to validate, like that is a real, a real pain. And I, I feel like for so many women in the conversations I have, that's a massive thing. It's like, I actually don't know whether I can let my walls down. I've been hurt in the past and I don't want to experience that again. And, you know, I, this like pulls on a heartstring massively and I just feel, oh, firstly, so much love for you. Secondly, I want to say like, we feel this right because we have been hurt. We have been hurt in the past. And I really want to like stretch that stress. I mean, that it's not necessarily levels of different hurt. Like, you know, oh, I've been through a breakup or maybe someone hasn't been through a breakup, but they've gone through something else. Like we kind of rate it in a hierarchy. But if you've ever been a child that's been told no, that's been said, like, go away when you need a cuddle from mum, or you've been left at home alone, or you're someone that, um, you know, has been shamed for speaking up and being loud and being you, it's like all of those things contribute to our belief that, hey, if I fully show myself, if I'm fully seen, I may be rejected. And I don't know if I can handle that. And so I want to speak from like my own experience that I, as you know, met my husband when I was 15 and so I never did the whole like breakups and going through that but from the pain that I experienced in my childhood I carried that with me in the relationship and it was almost like mini breakups over and over because I was sabotaging the way that I experienced love because my walls were so up and I had such a guarded heart so I totally resonate with that. It's so crazy. Like we don't realize how things shape us from when we're children. And then it's like, you look at yourself as an adult. And I even know sometimes like really just trying to figure out the root as to why we handle situations certain ways. It normally always stems back to like a really early childhood memory. Yeah. Yeah. We have a little girl within us. Right. And it's a process. And I, you know, I say this to my clients, it's a process of reparenting ourselves. And it's not to say that our parents are awful. Maybe some parents, you know, have done some awful things. It's not to say that they weren't doing the best with the tools they had. Right. But if we look at it, we've got to have compassion for the little girl and imagine like just seeing her and being like, Oh my gosh, of course she's scared. Of course she's scared. So the process of reparenting and and stepping into the feminine energy, like the feminine power, I like to say, because it's one thing to access the energy of it it's the next to like embody that power. And I think that that really comes from being able to reparent and nurture that little girl and be like, I've got you like a besties coming alongside or a big sister's coming alongside. And it's like, I've got you, babe, like you're okay. And you deserve love and you deserve to be seen and you are enough. Yeah. I love that. And I literally have goosebumps. And the second you were like the power versus the energy, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I feel that. And when you did host a masterclass in the sorority club, I just remember like all of us left feeling like literally someone gave us a shot of like feminine energy and was like, all right, you're good to go. And like you embody that feeling. And there is like a different, you know, feeling to it when you actually feel it inside of your body to like the very last bone that you have, it changes things. And it's so crazy. So with that being said, what are some tips that you have or how do we actually even tap into this feminine energy? Yes. I love that. So juicy. So in terms of tapping into the feminine energy, now something I want to say, because I've always got something to say about everything is that we, like a lot of people see it as like, what do I need to do to become more feminine? Like, how do I find the feminine energy? 
And firstly, if we are thinking our way through this, like you're literally putting yourself in the masculine energy. Like this is not a thing to like get right. So and for everyone listening, like I want you to give yourself permission to like get messy, mess it up, be a bit curious and explore. Like imagine your inner child just like playing right now. So it is not about doing. It's not about going and finding something. It's already within you. And I think that's a key to know in this moment is that we, it's not something outside of yourself, right? It's coming home to it with already what's already within you. So with that being said, the things that I love to say, like to start off connecting with your feminine energy is actually just feeling your body, like connect with your body. And that might sound like, yeah, I do. Like I get dressed in the morning and like I feed myself nice food and it's like, just pause and like notice your body sensations, right? I was on a client call last night and I got my client to like actually lay down and just feel what her body was feeling in that moment. How often do we stop and like do a body scan and just like tune into what is going on where we have a bit of tension, where we have a bit of stress, where we have, you know, turn-ons and we're like, yeah, I'm feeling it. Like how often are we pausing to actually feel and feel the emotions and give ourselves permission to feel them? So that would be like my first thing that is huge in like reconnecting. The second thing that I would say, once you do that and just pause and stop would actually be to explore like your five senses. I say this all the time, like how often are we on autopilot? It's like, you know, when you um, drive somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, I've arrived at the destination. And like, I don't even know how I got here. And you're like, oh my God, I just got here. Like you were up in your head thinking, how often are we like taking in the beautiful like surroundings how often are we smelling things tasting things experiencing things so for me like my favorite thing is going to a cafe and like smelling the coffee beans which is so ironic because I don't drink coffee but (laughs) I will listen and actually um, hear the sounds in the cafe and be able to work and enjoy that process and it's not just about me actually like get going there and getting stuff done it's being in the experience so even like things like taking a shower it's like how often do you actually use the, the um, soap, if you use soap or like lotion, whatever, how often are you using that and actually smelling it and feeling your body and being with yourself? Like everything is so fast paced. So let's slow it down and actually experience the moments rather than just like doing them for the sake of doing them. It's so true. And it's funny because when we even talk about like things like self-love, like sometimes it's like, oh, self-love. Okay. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. Like, mm like, hold on a second, back it up. Like, like it's not just doing the thing. It's like actually taking a second and living in that moment and, you know, really being conscious of what's happening in that moment. I feel like, right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like you're saying, like, I think it's glamorized in the industry of like self-love equals face masks and bubble baths and you'll be fine. But it's like, if you're not actually dealing with this stuff in your heart, like, how are you going to actually experience that? Like the pleasure that I feel doing those things for myself now versus insecure Lauren doing those things from a place of I'm not good enough, working out for my body now versus doing that because I felt fat and horrible to look at and how I had to fit into a certain size versus, oh, I do this because like I love the feeling of the endorphins and like what it does to my body. Or like, for example, like taking taking a bath or like even being intimate with a partner right how much we like oh I'll just do that because I should do that or I should do that because I don't want to like disappoint my partner versus that act of intimacy and love and dropping into your feminine from a space of openness and because you desire it like that's a really different energy 
It's so crazy and it's so true. And I'm like, I got goosebumps because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like we all relate to this in one way or another, whether we're dealing with it now, we've been there, done that, or maybe it's like something that again, like we've been through in the past, right? So I think it's so important and I agree with you a hundred percent. And I want to ask you, Miss Self-Love Queen, what does it mean to embody self-love? Yes, I love this so much. So Ah, this is a good one. I mean, it's open for interpretation for everyone, right? Because I think depending on how you connect with self, that's a big part of it. But when I think about embodying self-love, it's like embodying the true highest version of me. It's the part of me, it's loving unconditionally all parts of me. And so for me personally, it's like to love unconditionally myself, like the wins, the successes, the amazing talents, And it's to also have so much compassion and love for the messiness and, you know, the loud parts of me, the weird, the wacky, like crazy, um, high maintenance parts of me. And so to be able to love yourself unconditionally, that I feel is the act of self-love. And it just looks different. It's a different flavor for everyone, depending on how you want to actually experience it. Um, But that's what I feel like it is to embody self-love is to actually love those parts and then take them into the world without having to apologize, without having to put a disclaimer over yourself, just being all of you. I love that. So it's not even necessarily a thing. It's a feeling. I think again, open for interpretation. I'd love to know what you think, but I really truly believe that it is a feeling because it's like everything outside of us can disappear right? We've even seen that in these times with everything going on in the world, like everything you attach yourself to externally, those things can go. Who do you have ultimately in the end? You have you. And if you can't look in the mirror and say like, I love myself and it doesn't mean you love everything, right? There's some things that you will accept because you're looking, you know, it comes from a place of acceptance instead of loving them. There's things I want to change about me. I'm always growing and shifting. That's okay. But it's understanding that the person that you need to be okay with is you and looking in the mirror and going, I love you. Like I truly love myself. That's a really different way of being. A hundred percent agree with you. And I feel like it's, it's funny because I agree. It is a feeling it's, it's not a thing. And I think there's a really big misconception And like we were talking about before, like just glamorizing self-love, like a lot of people think you've got to do certain things like, oh, if you don't feel like you love yourself, okay, we should go get our hair done or go get our nails done or go get, you know, go take a bubble bath or go buy yourself something new. And I feel like those are all acts of self-love a hundred percent. But if you're not, if it's, if it's not something that works for you and it's not, I guess, being, you're not being intentional about it. I almost feel like you're going to feel the same way right after. Mm -hmm. And I've been there. I have been there where it's like, I was that person that was going shopping like every Saturday morning before my wedding. I was so stressed that my outlet was Saturday morning shopping where I would just go and buy clothes every Saturday morning as an act of self-love. I would get massages. I would get my nails done. I had all the things, but still I was super insecure and I actually was not coping. So like, why? You would think I'm doing all the things, right? And it's like, no, you will feel the same. You will bounce back because it's like in the stillness, in those moments where you're with yourself, you know, when you first wake up in the morning or you're sitting in a moment of stillness when you've read a book and you're with yourself, it's like, how do you feel in that void? How do you feel when you're not doing anything, right? And like, don't get me wrong, I'm the queen of luxury. I love all the, all the things, yeah? But they're an extension of me. They're not what makes me feel a certain way. I can access that within myself now. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine guys, like everyone listening, getting to a spot where like you could just like literally turn self-love on like a switch? Like I would love that. That would make things so much easier. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like it, it's a it's a process, right? Because for me, it was not, that was all not always a thing. Like it was like, what even is self-love? But I feel like just even listening to this episode, if you know the people tuning in, it's like that there is an act of self-love. And as you build upon it and expand your awareness, like you're on the right path, you know? I love this. Literally glowing and growing together, guys. <laughs> Why should we raise our standards as women? This is such a juicy question. <laughs> hmm Oh my gosh. <sighs> Where do we start, Brittany? I feel like- I don't even like, know. <laughs> it's only like 7 a.m. and I'm like, I need a wine and we need to have a full moment over this. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> So look at the world we live in, right? Can we just talk about that? Like we've just had International Women's Day, like week, lifestyle, way of being, right? Let's just acknowledge that. And look at how far things have come in the shifts of like what society believes is appropriate for a woman. And I just want to say like raising our standards, whether that be for how we treat ourselves, how we are in relationships, whatever it may be, right? we get to set the standard. And I think that's been the biggest shift is now we get to choose. It's not someone else determining what's okay, what's too much, what, you know, what's not enough. We now get to set the standard based on what feels good. And so raising our standards means we claim more for ourselves. We get to have it all. And I know I'm like TED Talk preaching right now, but I'm super passionate about this because the limitations that are now placed on ourselves with how much more access we have to things. And like, don't get me wrong, there's still parts of the world and um, communities that definitely like there's still a lot of work to be done but I want to acknowledge how much more freedom we have now to be able to actually speak our truth like look at the online space look at us doing this right now like we get to be all of ourselves and I think the limitations we have now is actually just what we're placing on ourselves based on stories and beliefs and so it's like bringing these standards up it's not from a place of I'm putting my walls up so let's be clear there's two sides to that right but raising our standards means you claim more for yourself which as a result of that when you raise that energetic standard for what you're claiming and what you're calling in the quality of your relationships shift the way that you experience life the pleasure the money you have the success you have the luxuries in life there's no cap anymore you get to have it all and that's why I believe we should raise our standards I'm like speechless. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because when you said like the standard, like we're putting these, you know, standards on ourselves, it's, it's so jaw droppingly true. Like it's one of those things where it's like, you literally have women out there and power freaking to them. This is a perfect example who are out there that have their standards set so high and have created the life of their dreams because they simply just didn't settle for less. And then you have women and we've all been here. I feel like I'm speaking from experience where we feel like we have to accept certain friendships, accept certain clients, accept certain relationships, accept certain things just because, you know, we don't want to raise our own standard. And I feel like sometimes that comes down to like the value we place on ourselves. A hundred percent. The value we place on ourselves and the fear, the fear of not being able to deal with the uncertainty that's on the other side, right? 
if you think of anything where you haven't wanted to release something, you haven't wanted to step out, it's all fear-based. So when we switch the narrative from I fear this happening to me and it's like I desire this and we switch to that, it's like the possibilities seem endless, right? So I love what you've said because that was me as well and I totally relate that like you lower your standards because it's safe, it's comfortable, it's familiar, it's what we've known. But that version of you, you can't become that next level self with the same thinking, the same beliefs, the same friendships, the same toxic relationships. You can't become that next level self with those. Something has to shift, right? Nothing will change until something changes. It's so crazy. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you are sitting in this space where you are not raising your standard because you're afraid or because you're not ready yet. Like it's like Lauren was just saying, like, it's just going to be longer until you get to where you really want to be. And I see this all the time. And I'm sure you see this all the time too, girl, where there are women with so much potential and they're so afraid of leveling up. So they're constantly staying in this little box that they've put themselves in. And it's like, if you only knew what was waiting for you, the second that you let go of everything that is no longer serving that end goal of yours, like I can't even. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, that's where we go right back to what we were talking about, about the feminine energy, tuning into what you actually desire is one of the biggest things because half the time women don't ask for more because they've never asked themselves the question, what do they really want? They've been so used to giving to everybody else that they don't ask themselves the question. And so how can you reach for more if you don't actually know what you want? It's so true. I've got goosebumps. Like that was like a mic drop moment, girl. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like what if, okay. So let's say we're in that spot where we don't really know what we want. Like what would your kind of like direction be for anybody that's kind of sitting in that space? Yeah. Yes. So I love this because like I say, it it ties into what we were saying around actually connecting with the feminine energy, right? That is your desires. So when you think about like, if you're in a space of, I don't know, let's just say when you wake up in the morning, okay. And you think about your day ahead, a lot of people like, oh my God, all these things I got to do and things I've got to get done. Like, I want you all, if you're in a space where you're like, what is my next level self? And like, who is she? And like, what do I even desire? I just want you to take a moment in those moments where you feel the stress come up and you feel it's overwhelming, I want you to pause and just close your eyes and actually feel into, okay, what is it in my body like right now that I need? What is it that I truly desire? Tune into like that initial response so you're connected to self. And then from there, asking yourself the question, if I couldn't mess it up, if I couldn't fail, if I could, like anything I would do would be enough. It would be right. It would be perfect for me. I'm on the right path. I'm co-creating with God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. If that was possible, right, what would you actually ask for in this moment? Like when we strip that away and it's like, baby, you won't fail. Like you're all good, girl. And it's like I said, that big sister or parent or mama bear or whatever it is saying like, it's all good, tell me, like let me in, let me know we open ourselves up to like what is actually possible. And then we start to see, oh, maybe I would ask for this. Maybe I would have this kind of relationship. Maybe I would have a partner lead in this way. Maybe I would go after this dream job. But until we actually ask ourselves the question in the stillness, when we're connected to self, we won't know. Because often if we're not connected and why I started with like tune into your body is because it can then be from ego. 
It can then be from like, what would other women do? And what's so-and-so on social media doing? And what are they doing? And so we want to come into like, what is actually your desires? Oh my God, that is so crazy. And I feel like I'm going to do this later just because I want to do this activity. And I think it's so cool. And I feel like everybody should be because you may think that you want one thing, but you're right. Sometimes we, we want things just because we think that that's what we should want. Yeah. And I think as well, it's understanding that it's ever changing. And so it's okay to want something now. And then down the track, be like, no, I've evolved. Like I'm a different woman. I was reading a thing the other day on Instagram. I don't know who it was, um, but it popped up and they were saying something around like they give permission for like themselves to change when they were writing a book. And I was like, that is so powerful, right? They've given that as like the intro to their book because yes, we're always growing and changing. So part of the feminine is that you will flow and shift. And one day you'll want something and the next you want something else. Like I know in my cycle, the way that I am each different week, it's like one day I'm like sex goddess. The next I'm like, don't come near me. I need to be a hermit and be in my blanket and like hot chocolate. Like I'm ever changing. We need to give ourselves permission to actually do that. And it's okay to change and shift your desires, but constantly be tuning into that higher version of you, that next level self in that moment, like, what does she need? What does she desire? I love that so much, girl. Like literally, if anybody needed permission, you have just gotten permission from Lauren. Amen. (laughs) Okay. I've got another question, girl. And it's, so now that we know what we want, how do we actually step into and become a high value, luxurious woman? Oh, I'm like tingles, goosebumps. I love this so much. And again, I feel like I need to be in like a five-star hotel, like sharing this. Um, (laughs) So let's just like unpack, right? The first part, like high value and luxurious woman, because this is something that is like, obviously a huge passion of mine, because when we think luxury, we think like we're saying all those external things. So we think like the bag and the hotel and the trip overseas and the luxury resort and like, don't get me wrong experienced it all and love it like I that is just raises my vibe but when you think of being embodied as a luxurious woman as a high value woman tune into like what does the word luxury mean right it's valuable it's something that is not attainable to all it's something that's sacred it's unique and so to be a high value woman is to see yourself as not like the you know 90 cent bread or taco that you can get like easy access to (laughs) you are someone that is so confident in you that it's like I know my worth I know that I don't settle I know that I only want high quality relationships and connections and friendships and experiences and so to see yourself as a high value woman it's to see your worth and your value it's to know that you embody first and foremost that version of you that you want to take into the world and then that will be reflected back by other people so to answer your question because I feel like I just went off on a tangent but to answer your question in terms of like how if we already know what it is we want it's like if you've seen that future self and you've seen how she is and what she's wearing and the and the way she holds herself like make the choice now, draw a line in the sand to start becoming her. And it doesn't mean you need to go and like chuck out all your clothes or like get a new wardrobe. Like, yes, those things are amazing, but start with, like I said, what's within, start with the beliefs. Like how would that version of you as a high value woman, a woman that values herself to no end and won't settle, how would she be talking? What would her self-talk be like? How would she be treating other people? What things would she tell herself in the morning? How would she feel? How would she treat her body? 
how would she show up in community with other women? What friendships would she have? What standards would she have in relationship? Asking yourselves those questions before going and getting the external things, if that makes sense. hundred percent does. Cause I feel like when we actually look at that way, at things that way, I think that it's not as blurry anymore. It's like, we really do know what we need to do. It's just the choice of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that can be like a loving bitch slap in that, like, we all need that sometimes. I needed that, right? I needed that where I was constantly sabotaging and procrastinating, but I knew what my heart desired. So it's like, we need to move through the beliefs that tell us that we can have anything less than what we desire, right? Those beliefs need to go. Because the second, like I said, we draw that line in the sand and we're like, today's the day I choose to be more, more for myself first and foremost, then more for the ones closest to me and then more for the greater good. That's when the world shifts. I love that so much, girl. This has been such a juicy episode. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I literally was telling Lauren guys that before we even jumped on here, I was like, literally this episode is going to be so bomb because our voice notes back and forth are just like this guys. (laughs) So with that being said, girl, I've got one last question for you. And it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh, oh my gosh. That is such a good, like on the spot question. I feel like I have all like so many different quotes mixed in in my head. The thing that dropped in, and it's just because I see it so often is around um, like women empowering women. Like I just see it everywhere. And I think because of, it's just been International Women's Day, right? But what I want to say on that is, I don't know if it's my favorite and I feel like, yeah, but I feel like what I want to say on this is that um, my narrative of that has really, really shifted. And part of connecting with the sacred feminine has been loving on women that are doing better than me quote unquote, better than me, right? That I perceive are doing better and really breaking down this sisterhood wounding. And that's really why when I think of girl boss, like I think of you when I think of women, empowering women, because seeing you in this space, the way that you hold space for people, the way that you lift people up has transformed my world in the last few months. Girl, I like, I seriously mean that, that my view on like how we can empower each other and who I can be as a result of having a beautiful community of women me as a girl boss in that way versus me trying to do it solo and prove something like I can do it all and trying to prove that I'm better and I'm enough, you know, it's a really different energy. And so that's what just dropped in. And like, I could try and think of something else, but intuitively it feels really true on my heart right now that yeah, me being a girl boss with women like you in my circle um, and same with everyone else surrounding themselves with those friendships and connections and relationships. Um, yeah, it's really, it's healing and it helps me to rise up. So that's mine. I love you, girl. And honestly, like you literally made me start tearing up right now. And I think that you are so right. I think like within the past, I want to say five years, we've stepped into this space where we're like girl boss ship, girl boss ship is not like a solo thing anymore. Like we used to think of like girl boss as like that girl that's like independent on her own doing her own thing, not giving a crap about anyone but herself and like where she wants to go and her goals in this. And now we've kind of stepped into this space where it's like, no, I want to bring all of the women around me with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy. Yes. And that's like been a huge shift for me. Like I said, in the last few months being surrounded by women and it's also knowing that like when you feel that, um, you know, that pinch, we all get it where you see a woman, you think she's like gorgeous and you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to be like that it's sitting in that uncomfortable feeling at times and being like, thank goodness she has been placed in my life as an expander for me. 
And so that's why it shifted for me because my growth has accelerated when instead of blocking out those people, I'm like, come closer to me. Like I value you so much and I'm so thankful that you're in my space. And it's just a really different way to look at it. Like we rise up faster together. It's so true. I love that girl. Like that needs to be like a whole ass other topic podcast. Like I swear this has been so amazing. Tell everyone how we can stay connected with you, where we can find you. If you have any fun, exciting things coming up, tell us everything, girl. Thank you so much. I love that. So obviously Instagram is where it's at. I mean, I feel like it's over on Clubhouse too, but definitely on Instagram, um, it's just at Lauren Johnston and then three underscores, which I'm sure you'll drop stuff anyway. But um, in terms of my podcast, Loved and Liberated is the name of the podcast. And then there is a Facebook group, Loved and Liberated as well. Um, And in terms of what is coming up with me, well, we've got um, a new free resource coming out, complimentary resource um, on 111 ways to connect with the feminine energy. So that is really exciting and something that I want to get to as many women as possible because it's like a little mini Bible for like what you can do in those moments when you're like, oh, I don't really know. It's like, no girl, you do. I've given it to you. (laughs) So we've got that coming out and then, um, the next round for my group program, Feminine Awakening, will be coming out shortly as well. So it's all happening, all the feminine vibes, all the juicy vibes. Um, so yeah, thank you. I love you, girl. Honestly, like when is this guide coming out? Because I'm going to be the first one to download it. <laughs> yes, I love that. So in the next couple of days, I actually honoring the feminine, I was like, you know what, I'm going to have it done like last week. And I was like, I need a weekend. I need a moment. And then all the creative juices flew in, you know, like, and I think that that's the thing, that permission piece. I was like, I need some space. Um, so it will be out in the next couple of days, which is super exciting. And of course you'll be one of the first to get your hands on it. I am so excited guys. I will make sure to grab that link from Lauren and throw it in the show notes as well as all of her information. Thank you so much, girl. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your energy with us. Thank you for inspiring all of us. We love you so much. Thank you, my love. It is such a pleasure. And like, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful to be able to connect online again with you. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Make sure you go ahead and follow Lauren so that you can stay up with all of the juicy stuff that she is doing and love on her heart the social babes way. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.